When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Happy Friday. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's Gerald Bourget. And we were just watching old viral videos and they were, they, they, they held up. I'll shout say out. that. Shout out chocolate rain. <laughs> yes. And let's get some shoes. <laughs> All the great ones. If you haven't done that in a minute, highly recommend. Um, a lot of them hold up, right? I'm still mad you haven't seen half the ones that I was listing off, like 55 classic. Well, after the show, maybe we'll, we'll have to do some more. We're going to have to <laughs> start the weekend right. Well, we hope you guys are having a great Friday as well and that your weekend is fantastic. But we've got a lot of stuff to talk about around the NBA and the Phoenix Suns today. I think the first thing that we'll start with here um, is the John Morant suspension that came through today. Mm. A lot of people are having a lot of feelings about this, and rightfully so. Uh, what do you think, Gerald? I think it's a hard task to thread the needle between not enough games and just really embarrassing considering some of the suspensions you've given out for l worse offenses right. or for lesser offenses. Like A lot of people have brought up that DA was suspended for 25 games for using a diuretic, and obviously there's the quote-unquote 30-game suspension for Miles Bridges, which was more like 10 in actuality because they counted games that he had missed 20 of them towards that total um, for domestic violence. And yeah. that is a, that's in a whole different ballpark compared to what John Morant is being punished for here. So um, I think a lot of people are searching for clarity on mm -hmm. how they're settling on these amounts for these suspensions. Um, you know, obviously, John Morant, there there was punishment warranted there, especially for repeat offenses of this kind of behavior. Um, and we're hoping that he's able to get himself together and to learn from this experience. But it, it just it, nobody's going to be happy with a type of suspension like this, considering the suspensions they've already handed out in the past. Right. And I think that's the thing for me. Like, I'm not saying that jaw doesn't deserve whatever it is that he deserves or should go through whatever it is behind the scenes that they're asking him to go through. Mm -hmm. But I think for the NBA as a whole to just be taken seriously in these type of situations, which unfortunately we know there's going to be more, regardless of what the scenario is, you're going to, we're humans, right? Right. There, the math needs to math mm -hmm. all the way around. Yes. There needs to be some sort of a bar, I suppose, that's put into place for different types of offenses. But you can't say 
that a diuretic is on the same level as some of these other things that we've seen. Similar game suspension numbers come from the NBA. Like it's mm -hmm. just not that's not the case. Right. Unless you have a minimum game suspension, no matter what the case is, then that's one thing. But you have to follow through on that as well. Right. So and, and I and I understand that, like, again, this is a repeat offense and they're trying to send a message. They're trying to give right. him another wake up call. Um, and it's a pity because he is one of the most talented players in the NBA. And just on a personal level, level, you never want to see somebody who, you know, has come out and talked about his mental health and how he feels like he's struggling at times. Um, but there is a weird kind of double standard because the NBA is citing, you know, repeated kind of the flashing of this gun in public. And, and it's like, OK, but Draymond Green, George Hill in years past have posted pictures with them at a shooting range with, you know, rifles, automatic rifles, mm -hmm. semi-automatic weapons, whatever it is, hunting. Um, so, like, where is the, line, the line there? Is Are we punishing a certain subset of the culture here for that? Like, what are we exactly targeting with this type of suspension and those are the questions that i think people are right to ask after a suspension like this well and we saw too that the uh players association also didn't really um take kindly i suppose to the amount of games that mm -hmm. jaw was suspended so it'll be interesting to see if anything comes from that or if it at least again creates sort of a standard mm -hmm. that the nba then operates um through in in future situations. Um, but at the end of the day, we wish Jaw the best. Mm. Hopefully, whatever help he needs, he can get. Um, and the NBA can figure this out and come up with a better plan that they have in place to handle situations like this moving yeah. forward. And, and give us some clarification on how they're arriving on these amounts and mm -hmm. what the line is. And, and you know, we we always say that pro sports leagues don't care about women, and this is just kind of reemphasizing that when you compare it to what Miles Bridges got, and it's kind of yeah, um, it's discouraging for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Darkness in the chat said drug testing suspensions are predefined; everything else is up to discretion. Um, I think if that's the case, then that needs to change mm -hmm. personally, uh, especially with the way that things have changed, even in the NBA, as far as like weed goes and things of that nature. Right. Um, it needs to be semi mm. even across the playing field. Like it can't one one is yeah. not the same as the other. Right. In certain situations. This isn't David Stern's NBA anymore where we need a dress code and where we can't smoke <laughs> right. marijuana and like yeah. we're not living in the dark ages anymore. We need to yeah. update our understanding of the players and all of these different punishments that are in place. And I understand the players agree to this stuff in the CBA, but it this is something that needs to be revisited for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, we just wanted to address that because I know everyone has been talking about it. It's mm -hmm. obviously a very hot uh, talking point today. Uh, if you want more of that, I'm sure there are plenty of other places that you can find more of that on John Moran. But <laughs> yeah. let's pivot a little bit to the Phoenix Suns. We did get an article from the Athletic NBA, and within that, they said the Bucks, Suns, and Cavs have explored potential opportunities to move up into the late 20s and 30s, sources tell Sam Vashini, I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Why? Due to the depth of prospects on the wing and potential NBA-ready older rotation players. I don't think this comes as a surprise, no. especially after the conversations we had around the Nuggets making the move they did during the finals to get some second-round picks. Because with this new CBA, you're going to have to find creative-ish ways to fill up your roster. And finding mm -hmm. a good talent in the draft is 
one of those ways. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's noteworthy because it is a well-known draft expert from the Athletic reporting this. Um, and in years past, we have not seen the Suns as willing to engage in the draft. I think that's maybe changing now with Ishbia in place and some of the people that he's putting in place here. Um, so it's good that they're considering this. I just don't know what exactly they're going to be able to offer these teams that they can move up into the late first round, early second round. There are going to be teams for sure that you can consider trading with teams that have multiple first rounders or aren't going to use all of their picks that you can try and target. Um, and maybe, you know, throw them some picks later on, like some second round compensation, but you def I don't think unless there's a guy you really, really, really want that falls far farther than you think. I don't know that giving up one of your few pick first round pick swaps that you have left just to move into the late first round is smart. Worth it. Um, so that I think that kind of limits how far you can move up into this draft if you're trying to, you know, like buy your way in um, and give them future second rounders for it. I think this I don't know if I'm if I'm taking a page out of Espo's book and putting on my tinfoil hat. Sure. <laughs> on this Friday afternoon. Why not? <laughs> maybe this is also looking to have those type of opportunities as in moving up in the draft added into a larger trade package. Yes. Because and like you said, there's not a lot that the Suns have to bargain with here. Mm. So maybe this is pointing to us seeing a draft night trade mm. or pre-draft night trade come through that includes some of this as a part of it. Yeah, it's possible. And, and like I said, there are a couple of teams that would make sense to try and buy your way in as part of a larger, like the Charlotte Hornets, for example. They have the second pick, obviously, but they also have 27 and 34. Maybe one of those later picks is one that you can try to get them to throw in a deal. If you're making a deal, a lot of people have talked about the DA for Terry Rozier and parts package there. Um, that's not my favorite DA trade, obviously. Um, but that could be a way to facilitate a pick. The Utah Jazz, um, they have 28 and 16. 16 is probably too high, but maybe near the end of the first round, they're not ready to use that pick for whatever reason. Um, so there are teams in that vicinity that you could try and target that have multiple first rounders or a couple of picks early in the second round. I, I just don't know what it's going to take. And like you're saying, it could, it probably would make more sense if it's as part of a bigger DA or Chris Paul package. Yeah, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. But within the article, too, they did kind of disclaimer mm. um, that you could probably write the sentence about any team. Yes. Because, of course, every team is doing their due diligence and calling around and uh, making those those conversations happen. Sure. Uh, we did get a comment in the chat from Gerth's Burner. Okay. Said, uh, tinfoil hat Espo, you guys should actually make one. Well, well. This is happening now. Look at that. I don't. Gerald doesn't fit. Your no, head's a little doesn't. too big. It's, it's a little too big. There <laughs> we, we got go. Our tinfoil hat. Look like the Mad Hatter, not like you. Kind of do. No, <laughs> yours looks like a helmet. Actually, kinda, yeah. It looks Bro, like it looks kind of scary. Mail. Not gonna lie. Yours kind of looks like scary. when you look down a little bit. Mm. <laughs> like the scarecrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it'll be fun next week to keep an eye on all of this, all the rumors that inevitably will come out, and then of course on draft night we're gonna have a watch along. So. Uh, plan to come hang out with us. I think yes. we're going to start around five-ish, something like that, sure. uh, next Thursday, and we'll hang out through the draft and we'll talk about all the things. Mm. It'll be fun. So we'll keep an eye on it and we will dive into it all together. We also got a super chat from Frank. Thank you, Frank. Said, when is Booker's shoe coming out? 
Uh, wasn't it? Was it later? I think it was either the end of this year or early next year, wasn't it? I want to say it was originally rumored to be coming out spring of 2024. Right. And then we got an update that it might be out towards the holidays of this year. Mm -hmm. So I'm not positive holiday, on that one. Holiday 2023 this okay. year. Yeah. So nice. Emma just looked it up. Holiday 2023. So put it on your Christmas list. I mean, that would make a good Christmas gift. It I would. wouldn't be mad about that. The problem with that one though is you need your relatives to know in advance. I want this for Christmas. Here's the link you're gonna have to repeatedly yeah. click refresh on at this time if you want to get me a good present. I think that's more of like a Christmas gift to yourself. <laughs> yes. Definitely Unless is. you have like a significant other who understands how quickly these things kind of yeah. move off the shelf and is willing to be that mm -hmm. crazy person that has 17 tabs on all different outlets or whatever you have yeah. available to you, your computer, your phone, your iPad, and so on and hey, so forth. If they to wanted to, they would. Hey -o. Yeah. That's true. You're not wrong. Uh, Christmas is a ways away, but if you're trying to get a head start on the holidays, maybe even if you're just looking ahead to Father's Day, which I know is just around the corner, mm -hmm. our friends over at Pins and Aces make some really cool stuff. They are the official golf apparel partner of PHNX and All City. We love all of our gear that we got from Pins and Aces. We get tons of compliments on it, both on and off the course. It's great because you can wear them in both settings, right? Mm -hmm. You don't look out of place if you're wearing it and you're not on a golf course, which I appreciate very much. Mm -hmm. um, they make amazing polos, hats, golf bags. They even have beer sleeves and a bunch of innovative products that you guys will love. Check out pinsandaces.com and use that promo code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. PHNX is the code. Also, it is summertime, so I know it's a little weird to be thinking of teachers right now. <laughs> um, and also, maybe some of you are no longer in school, so you're not thinking about <laughs> teachers anymore either. But Four Peaks is, um, they are thanking teachers during this time of year. Every year, they donate school supplies to teachers around the valley. And this year, they're giving away $11,000 cash grants. So one lucky teacher will win a teacher's lounge renovation provided by Four Peaks. So to thank a teacher, go to fourpeaksforteachers.org, complete the form, and enter for their chance to win. They are due. The nominations are due June 30th. Um, they're also having Teachers Tuesdays uh, at the 8th Street Pub. So every Tuesday through July, bring a valid teacher ID if you are a teacher and receive $4 pints of Kilt Lifter, Wow Wheat, Hazy, and Hop Knot. Um, so check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. Yes. Um, if you are a parent, make sure you thank your teachers. And then if it's summertime and you're like, oh, my God, what am I going to do with all these kids? Mm. You can take them to Octane Raceway and Mavericks because they go. have a lot of cool stuff for kids this summer. <laughs> they've got a summer engineering camp for kids. They've got free bowling all summer for children 15 and under. They are eligible for two free games each day. You can book some fun this summer at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. They've got kart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcades, great food, and great drinks. There's a ton of different events throughout the summer. So check them out at OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more. So, Gerald, we've talked a lot about Kyle Kuzma. Yes. I'm going to take this show off. <laughs> you don't want to wear it? It's, too, it's getting too hot in here. Oh, honestly. is it? Okay, yeah. Fine. I'm warming up. Fine. I need it's one of your... I might need one of your 17 drinks that you have here. Mm. Dude, I went back in the chat. No. They're all mine. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, you have this mine, one. Though. I'll share that one Okay. With you. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, Kyle Kuzma has been brought up among mm. Suns fans for what feels like forever at this point. Yeah. At least a couple of years now. 
Um, and every time a rumor gets brought up about Kyle Kuzma, inevitably we're going to have the conversation again. Mm. Uh, we got a tweet from Brett Siegel at Brett Siegel NBA. They said Kyle Kuzma's departure from the Wizards is looking increasingly more likely amid Bradley Beal trade rumors. And league sources have mentioned to Clutchpoint app that the Phoenix Suns are a team to watch regarding Kuzma. Mm. While I love the idea of Kuzma, I don't know that I see a, an easy path. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the problem is like there's just not an easy way for the Suns to acquire Kuzma without him giving up quite a lot. And I think that's a big ask to make. I it, really do. It is. And, and it's the pathway is the question mark there because obviously <clears throat> he has his $13 million player option that he can opt out of, become an unrestricted free agent. Um, obviously, the Wizards may or may not be resigning him, depending on what happens with the Bradley Beal situation. They're obviously trading their centerpiece, and that signals a rebuild. So maybe they're not going to want to pay Kuzma the upwards of $20 million around there that he could probably make on the free agency market to keep him around um, because he is 27. So he's not a young player. He's not an old player, but... I don't know if you are rebuilding, you want to be paying Kuzma that much money over the next four years or whatever it is. Um, so if he opts out, then you're looking at a sign and trade situation, which makes the math on a trade more complicated. You're signing Kuzma to probably a bigger deal than what he's currently making, which I don't know that he's worth that. You also hard cap yourself at $169 million that you cannot go above now. Mm -hmm. um, so even if you save that move for last, you can't go above 169 mil and you're already pushing pretty close there between Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, um, Chris Paul. They need to figure out his contract situation. And who knows if the Wizards even want DA in a sign and trade situation like that. He's kind of their only trade chip that they have to offer. So the only path to Kuzma that makes sense to me is kind of a wink wink deal where he um you know takes his team option of 13 mil um because the Suns would only be able to offer the MLE the non-taxpayer which is like 12.2 12. Yeah, yeah which is less than he's making anyway so right. he opts in and they basically say we will take care of you next summer in free agency if you make this sacrifice for us this summer um and then they just do a trade <clears throat> but the trade is not easy either because you have to incentivize the Wizards to trade him on his $13 million salary, Landry Shamit's not getting it done. Landry Shamit and a couple of second rounders not getting it done. So is Kuzma worth one of the few first round pick swaps that you have left? Is he worth lumping into a larger deal that involves DA and Landry Shamit going to Washington for like Kuzma and Kristaps if he opts in? Because the reports are that he kind of is leaning toward opting in because he's going to make $36 million if he does that. I mean, if I'm if I'm Chris Stops, I'm opting in because nobody else is going to pay me that no. much money. No. So the only reason you would opt out is you're seeking like a longer term. Yeah, more security. But $36 million, million is, a is a lot of security. I'm it just is. Saying. It is. So <laughs> it, it's hard to see the pathway. There would have to be Kuzma would have to be like dead set on coming to yeah. Phoenix. The Wizards would be have to be willing to facilitate and they'd have to find a way to make a trade that makes sense, that gives Washington proper compensation. Uh, that's a lot of hoops to jump through at once. It's also um, tough, too, because, right, so you throw in your main trade assets would be DA and Chris Paul, right? Mm -hmm. And you tossed out DA in there for that package that we've already gone over mm -hmm. um, with Kristaps and Kuzma. But then you also, on the flip side, are hearing rumors now, like from Woj, that the market is lean. 
for DA, right? And that could mean a multitude of different things. It could be that teams are just not interested in DA, or maybe the Suns are valuing what they want back for DA higher than what teams are willing to give up. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have to take that into consideration too, that maybe the Wizards are just like, DA is not worth what it would take what the Suns are saying it would take to make that trade happen. Right. And that is a good question because, like I said, with the Wizards trading their best player and opting towards a rebuild, you know, maybe DA at 24, 25 years old, making 32, 33, $34 million a year makes a little more sense for the rebuild. But that is still a hefty amount to pay a guy like that, especially not that Daniel Gafford is a better player than D.A. at this point, but he does have some upside. He has some potential. He's younger. Maybe they want to see what they have in Gafford rather than taking on this contract that has, you know, $30 million a season for the next three years. Like that's it's a decent amount to commit to. Um, And like you're saying, if if teams if there aren't that many suitors for D.A. or if those suitors are not willing to give the Suns what they feel they deserve for D.A., uh, then your trade market, your trade situation looks tough. And even if Kuzma wants to come here, maybe there's just no logistical pathway to getting it done. Mm-hmm. And um, we do have a comment. This one's from Garth Sperner again, said he's going to take a pay cut to play with Booker and KD. Um, I don't mean to single you out, Garth Sperner, by any means, but I've seen this thought floated quite a bit mm-hmm. around Kyle Kuzma. And is there a scenario in which he does do something like that? Sure. But I think we're putting too much emphasis on the idea that he would take a pay cut to play with these guys and, mm-hmm. quote unquote, potentially win a championship because we're talking about a lot of money. And he mm-hmm. like you said, he's 27. Like this is going to probably be his last like really big contract if it's a four year some odd contract. Right. That's a huge risk for him to take because you have to factor in. You know, that it actually the the back deal handshake actually <laughs> comes to fruition the mm-hmm. next time around that you don't get injured during this one year span, which is a huge gamble to take Mm -hmm. when he's in that situation. Like would playing with KD and book and the potential to win a championship be worth all of that. And when you are talking about the type of money, because let's just say he makes for easy math, 20 million a year, right? (laughs) Then we're talking about 60 to $80 million potentially that could Mm -hmm. be off the table for him, depending on how that next season kind of plays out. If something bad were to happen, that's Mm -hmm. a huge risk to take if you're these, these guys. Yeah. And I don't blame them for wanting to secure that side of things before taking, you know, the wink, wink or pay cut to play alongside somebody. Like it's tough. I I do think when we talk about these things and we look at players that are willing to take less money to play with certain guys or certain teams that they want to play with, this often gets lost in the conversation, the money side of it and how much money they're turning down. And a lot of us like to say, oh, well, they've already made, you know, millions in their career. What's a couple million that they're losing out it's on? It's not like, a couple, though. It's a it's lot, a lot. It's a lot of money. And I think as fans, it's easy to look at a situation and go like, oh, this guy would fit with this team. He should totally take less money if he wants to win a championship. Well, maybe that's not the highest priority. Maybe moving to another city is not the highest priority. Maybe... Some guys are okay with competing on good teams, but maybe not for a championship and making a lot more money, like $20 million a year. Like it's not ingrained in every single NBA player's DNA. Like I need to win a championship for my career to matter. We're the only ones that do that. (laughs) So that is something to keep in mind because I know for a fact, if I was playing on the Pacers and we were winning 30 games a year and I was making, you know, $15 million a season 
and just an average player, I'd be okay with that. That would be a great career for me. (laughs) Some people just aren't wired that way. A lot of these guys are, but not all of them are. So something to keep in mind because we overlook the family component, Mm -hmm. uprooting your family to play somewhere else. We overlook the money component, how much money you're turning down or making somewhere else. We're overlooking just wanting to live in certain cities. Some guys don't want to live in heat. Some people prefer the cold to the hot. Like a lot of these things just kind of go under the radar a lot of the time. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff behind the scenes. And I think that sometimes we just put too much emphasis on like friendships across the NBA. (laughs) I know that's a big one, of course. And then even just like the potential to play on a contender. But at any given point in time, you could say, five, six, seven teams are contenders. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not like the Suns are the guaranteed favorites to win a championship next year. So options are kind of open for these guys. And while I would love for Kyle Kuzma to opt out and agree to take a pay cut to come to the Suns, Mm. I just wouldn't put my dollars on it. No. Like that's just one thing that I feel like I would probably not bank on whatsoever it's very rare that that happens even if him and book are friends or he wants to play with kd or whatever Mm -hmm. it's 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 rare yeah and you also have like as much as it might work out this the sun's front office might not value kuzma in that way they might have a target that they think could be better for them you Mm -hmm. know what i mean because it has to work on both sides too and who knows what's going on over in that front that (laughs) sun's front office at this point uh we haven't gotten a lot of clarity there so who knows All right, but one thing you can bank on is that you can start your week off the right way with our friends over at Illegal Pete's. We're talking about Margarita Monday, Mm -hmm. exclusively to Arizona locations. They've got $3 margs all day, every Monday. Nothing brightens up that Monday mood more than soaking up the sun with a few margaritas. And then on Tuesday, you can go back for Taco Tuesdays. Talking $2 tacos all day, every Tuesday. You can enjoy your favorites. Whether it's chicken, pork, or veggie tacos, they are all just $2. So swing by and start your week off right at Illegal Pete's. Yeah, and I didn't know this about Circle K, actually. Um, they, did you know they sell 12 packs of beer for nine ninety nine? I know I that probably wouldn't appeal to you as much, but that's, that's no, a but pretty... No, but I didn't know that they have that. That's a pretty incredible deal. And since it is Friday and we don't have anything better to do during the off season, that seems like a great deal for the weekend. Um, they also have iced coffee for a dollar eighty nine. You know, I love I, my iced coffee. I'm not really a coffee person, but that Gosh, seems Gerald. like a good price. It's a really good price. <laughs> <laughs> Sources tell me that it's seems a really like a price. pretty decent price. Um, and also, if you just fill up at Circle K, you usually get to see Lindsay or Leah telling you to mm-hmm. get a Polar Pop that's right. or get a snack. And, and that's always pop. nice. It brightened my day the other day when I filled up at Circle K. Liar. You literally said yesterday that you were mad about it. Initially, it brightened my day. And then I was like, oh, man, <laughs> Lindsay's already telling me what to do. And I'm not even in the office. That's incredible. Um, incredible multitasking on your part. But make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff right now. Text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. Head to CircleK.com slash store dash locator. CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. Yes. And of course, a reminder, if you have not signed up for BetMGM yet, make sure you do that because you're just leaving money on the table by not taking advantage of all the great offers that they have on the app. Make sure you sign up with that code PHNX because there's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, when you use that code, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, the code is PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details 
And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Okay, so Connor in the chat said we need Espo to tell us to buy cookies. Low key, <laughs> we should get a cookie sponsor. A cookie, oh, uh, Crumble. Oh, I would go crazy for Crumble. And then Espo can do the ad reads every single time. Oh man, I'm I would. Saying. I would love. Max, where you at? A Crumble Max, cookie sponsorship. <laughs> we need a cookie sponsor. I don't think he can hear you all the way in South. Was he South America? His ears uh, are burning right now. I can promise knows. you that. He's got he his. He knows. His like spidey senses <laughs> are going off. all right a couple more things for you guys we do have some more coaching updates Mm -hmm. we got this from mark stein at the stein line on twitter said greg st john is expected to join frank vogel's son's coaching staff league sources say which would give phoenix two assistants most recently in dallas st john and quentin crawford both of course worked on vogel's title winning lakers staff what do you think about this move gerald I mean, I'll be honest with assistant coaches. We see probably like less than 5% of what they do, so they can be harder to evaluate. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, this is the na- a name that pops up and you like Google them because you don't know shit about them because <laughs> there's a ton of assistants in the league. Um, but here's what we do know. He is coming off a run with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, he's mostly known as a player development coach. He spent time with Vogel. Um, as a development coach and advanced scout with the Los Angeles Lakers, and he was part of that championship staff that won back in 2020. Um, So that familiarity is good. Vogel has rounded out his roster with guys that have worked with him in Fisdale, um, Crawford as well. So uh, there's there's potential there, Mm -hmm. I guess. It's good that they're bringing in someone who has kind of a background in player development um, because we know that Drafting and developing has not not since like, you know, the other than the core four has right. not really been a focus in supplementing the roster. So that's good. Which that's the one thing that makes my ears stand up or whatever. Perk up. Yep. There yeah. you go. Um, <laughs> you knew what I meant, right? Because the Suns have to put more emphasis in that now mm-hmm. with the way that the new CBA is lined out. And again, we've talked about this over and over. And I know we asked the question a few weeks back was, is James Jones the right guy to be able to find these players that you can develop. Mm -hmm. And regardless if he is or isn't, whoever you have on your squad that inevitably is going to be a younger guy or newer into the league anyway, even if it's not by age, you're going to have to put a little bit more on their shoulders and a little bit more emphasis on helping them develop because you're so limited as far as like the money side of things go in the NBA now. And I, we know Matt Ishbia cares about it to the extent of at least wanting to bring a G League team back, which hopefully sooner rather than later. What was the year that the NBA said that all 30 franchises would have one by? I think it was by 2024. So that's literally coming around by the 2024 season, maybe. So they have until next offseason to really get it. Probably. To get it going. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to have to put some emphasis into that. And especially if you believe the rumors that we talked about at the top of the show that the Suns are looking to move up in the draft to the you know, 20s, 30s-ish range, you're going to have to put some coaches with 
whoever that young player is that you're able to bring in, Mm -hmm. if you expect them to be able to help you this season, and that's what the report was, that maybe they're closer to being NBA ready, maybe they're a little bit older than the ones coming fresh out of college, that you can actually utilize them. So love a good player development coach. Yeah, we do. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's he winds up being the guy that coaches the Sun Summer League team uh, right now. As far as that roster is concerned, it might be whoever they take at 52 and a bunch of randos, kind of like yeah. last year when it was Ish Smith and basically everybody else that had like no actual ties mm-hmm. to the Suns organization. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he's about if that is the case and he winds up coaching the Summer League team. He did coach the Mavs Summer League team in Las Vegas. Um, so he has experience with that. And his dad, he's also kind of a well-connected NBA family name because his father, uh, Gary St. John, was the head coach of the Kings from 92 to 97 and the general manager of the Warriors from 98 to 2004. Um, so he's probably got, he's probably well-connected within mm-hmm. the league. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he's about. But I, I like the player development background and having kind of a diverse and well-rounded coaching staff i also kind of like that he's coming from the mavs um one because you get a little bit of insight into the mavericks in general and we Uh, love that but also because i know it's been a minute since this has been rumored but there has been rumors of the suns being potentially connected to the mavs as far as a trade partner goes yes this off season so he would have some more insight like direct insight to the players who may or may not be be offered within those trades, yeah, and should could share that insight um, mm-hmm. with the guys in the front office, guys and gals in the front office. So yeah, I nev- like that. Never hurts to have that insider perspective mm-hmm. for sure. We love somebody who can bring us some tea. <laughs> Always a good thing. <laughs> and then tea. <laughs> uh, we also want to give out some flowers here on this Friday afternoon to a former son, but always favorite in our heart, Cam Johnson. Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted out that Brooklyn Nets forward Cam Johnson has committed to play for Team USA's FIBA World Cup team this summer in the Philippines, sources tell ESPN. He'll be joining his twin Nets teammate, Mikkel Bridges, on USA's basketball developing plans for a 12-man roster. This is really cool. The twins are on Team USA. I know it's just the FIBA World Cup, but during that time of year, there's not a lot on, and we all flock to watch basketball anyway, so... Um, it'll be cool. And it's a great development opportunity for them. Um, you know, Devin Booker has talked a lot about the relationships that he's formed with guys, Kevin Durant included, mm-hmm. playing for Team USA. Um, so this is a really cool opportunity for him. Uh, he's heading into a solid payday, it looks like, as a restricted free agent this summer. So um, good for him. Good for Mikhail. Wish him the best. And it'll be fun watching the Twins and being able to root for them on Team USA even as Suns fans now that they're Nets. So that'll be fun. It's it's kind of like a, it's a neutral territory, right? Right. You can root for (laughs) Team USA across the board. Yeah. You don't have to be like, no, they're Nets now, so we can't root for them. You don't have to worry about any of those like internal conflicts. Yes. And here's the thing, because I know Saul and Espo are not on the same page as we are about this type (laughs) of thing and like wondering why are we still talking about them? Well, we would normally talk about former players in this situation and i feel like cam and mikhail are that rare breed of guys that like we're always going to remember their time here fondly because they were such fan favorites and you bet your ass if there was a possibility of them coming back in the near future everybody would love that here so um we're going to be definitely keeping an eye on them from afar not you know religiously or anything like that but this is a big deal for them, and it's pretty mm-hmm. cool to see them come into that Team USA basketball program, especially knowing 
how important it was for Book, how he was able to win a gold medal on that stage and, and foster some of these relationships that now he has this re reputation around the league as a guy that players want to play with. Yeah. So. Um, okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot here because Colin in the chat said, just got a Bleacher Report notification saying the Suns are targeting Malcolm Brogdon and John Collins. Thoughts? I mean, just Brogdon... Obviously off, off the cuff here. Yeah, I mean, Brogdon makes sense for the Suns. Um, he's a guy that has made sense for a while now. Um, I'm trying to find where that report is coming from so we can... Okay, so it's uh, Yahoo Sports' Jake Fisher mm, Yahoo was the one who reported that. Um, Brogdon would be great. I don't know if the Celtics would be willing to part with him. Um, in the trades article that I wrote with Chris Paul scenarios... Um, one of my favorites was a deal where they get Chris Paul and the Suns get Marcus Smart and spare parts to make the math work. But I wrote in that piece that it felt highly unlikely the Celtics would be willing to give him up, even though it's pretty clear they need a change. So maybe Brogdon is a piece that would be available. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. He would be so, a good starting point guard who's not like super duper expensive, I mm -hmm. feel like. So it says within the piece that the Suns have registered interest in um, these two guys during trade conversations, mm -hmm. respectively, that date back to the trade deadline. Okay. So at least they've had, the Suns have had a little bit of an interest in them for a while now. Right. But within this also, to go, to tie it all full circle, to back mm. to a conversation we had like 10 minutes ago, mm. uh, the report also says there no longer appears a pathway for the Suns to bring in Kyle Kuzma. I mean, so, so what we were saying exactly, earlier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Perfect. But, but I mean, I, I even though it's like, yeah, it's kind of a no brainer. Mm. At least now you're seeing it on paper from a different report because we did reference the first report mm. that said the team to keep an eye on is the Suns. Right. But the the but was how. Yeah. How. <laughs> and so now we have another report that's basically saying exactly what we were saying. Like, it's just too difficult of a process and a pathway to get him to be a part of this team without giving up something else. And I don't think that that's enough for what you need this off season. Right. It, it's this one's tough because so Brogdon makes 22.5 million next season and then 22.5 million the following season before becoming an unrestricted free agent in 2025. Okay. So that's pretty good contract value. We've talked a lot about the Suns needing to find their versions of like Aaron Gordon, who makes around 20 mil and KCP guys who are not making a ton of money, but they're making more money. They're solid role players, and they help the team win a title. Malkin Brogdon feels like a guy that could be in that range. His salary is in that range. I just don't know what the Celtics would want because what they need is like another ball handler and playmaker, which is Chris. But I don't see to make the mat like Brogdon for Chris Paul, or if you move up the guarantees in Chris Paul, it'd be like Brogdon and either Robert Williams or Al Horford. I don't, that seems too rich for the Celtics to give all that up for a 38 year old Chris Paul. I just, I don't know. And DA makes sense from talent perspective, but they have Robert Williams and Al Horford on a lot less money. Like both of those two combined make 10 million less than DA makes. So I feel like I'd rather have that than trade for DA. I don't know. That's a tough one to figure out what you would need to do to satisfy their trade needs. Yeah. And maybe maybe we'll dive into it a little bit more on Tuesday mm -hmm. when we've got more trade machine oh, Tuesday yeah. shenanigans <laughs> coming your way. I have a feeling big one coming that up. Tuesday 
He's, he's trade machine. We're going to wear out the trade machine. It's going to be our wildest one Because we already have like, yet. what, four that we already have planned? And now we might have to add a few more based on some of the reports that we're seeing today and over yes. the weekend? So we do have some information on on a couple of trades that might make sense. And then obviously for Tuesday, I'll be putting together a massive DeAndre Ayton trade possibilities article. So we'll have plenty of trade machine stuff this Tuesday. Um, there was a tidbit dropped in the Die Hard Discord there today was. by Saul Bookman. So yes. if you're a Die Hard, check out the Discord. If you're not a Die Hard, you should become one. Yep, because you're missing out. Because then you get out. little things like that. <laughs> exactly. All right, Gerald. Mm-hmm. Anything else that's on your mind today? No, no? not really. It's what are you going to do this weekend? Week. I I might go check out that new Pixar movie. Um, probably just moving some stuff around in the house, and then my. Uh, sister's family is coming into town and staying with us, so we're just probably going to chill by the pool, grill a little bit, relax. Sounds like a normal girth weekend, yeah. I feel like. And then prepare to blow up the internet for Trade Machine Tuesday. <laughs> Got to recharge. Oh boy, looking forward <laughs> to that. I think I'm going to take this hat. Are you? Like, I'm not mad at it. I, I was going like to ask. I'm going to steal this hat. I was going to ask what your weekend plans were, but. It, I'm going to wear this I'm gonna, hat. I'm going to wear my hat. That's it. I'm just going to wear this hat all weekend, and that's the only thing I'm going to do. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Great right? weekend ahead. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to it. You should have filmed your Circle K commercial with that hat Dang, on. I should have. I don't think we had them at that point, or I totally would have because my hair in that video looked like boo-boo. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. but Well, you know, I didn't. Let's be honest. And the good thing about the Circle K TVs is that it's like a plexiglass because, you know, you don't want to have like a normal television screen out there just because mm. the elements and whatnot. Right. So it's like a little soft focused in and of itself. <laughs> okay. Because it sometimes it's a little scratched up. So you can't really tell that my hair looks that bad. That's true. It worked in my favor. <laughs> what do you know? Um, should, should I do bucket hats over beanies? I have a couple, but I've never worn them because I feel weird in them. I, I feel like. In the summertime, maybe. Whoa. Maybe in the summertime. Should I just mix it up and just wear like hats for a and special segment, all the time? Like a special segment. I don't know if you could live with yourself if you went from beanies to bucket hats full time. Mm, beanies she are said summertime only. Yeah, like in summer. Mm. In so the like summer. when it would be Lindsay, why don't you just wear a hat, Queen? What? Why don't you just wear like a normal hat, like any hat you want? <laughs> Your life. Do you? I just don't like baseball hats on my head. I, like, you know how the, the bucket hat fit weird on your head? I feel yes. like baseball hats fit weird on my head. Every hat fits weird on my head. My head is oddly misshapen <laughs> or some shit. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but every hat <laughs> looks weird. Gerald? So is that the goal for the summer, to find a hat that looks good on Gerald? We'll, we'll try one out every try week. One. Try one try out every one. week. Which one? That one? Yeah, do it oh, real no. quick. Do it, Gerald. That... Do it. I don't know. See, I feel like you're... I feel like you're sleeping on these type of hats because I wore it to our golf tournament and these hats are legit. I mean, what do you guys think? See, it just doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. I think this works. I need one of these type of hats for like doing yard work. You do. Now that I'm a homeowner, they're super. I got to get one of the dad hats that protects. Maybe even with the like flank thing on the neck to protect mm-hmm. my neck from the yeah, sun. And you get a little wet, just a nice little it breeze, fully. keeps you cool. Yeah. Well, you remember your uh, what was it, a billabong hat? The big one? Yeah, the one I wore to the golf tournament. I like that. I love that hat. I feel like I should wear that again. Yeah, you should. Um, so Girth Burner said, Lindsay should get a hat that has Saul, Girth, and Espo's face on it. Mm, that's too much. <laughs> Your hats are a punishment now. Yeah, that's too much. <laughs> that would take the joy out of wearing hats. No offense. <laughs> no, no offense. No offense. I don't want your ugly mug on my hat. It would ruin the hat. 
All right. Well, if you guys are going to be out in the sun, make sure you wear hats this weekend because it is getting a little warm out there and we want to make sure that your skin is well protected. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you as always. Until we see you on Monday, you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay smith And of course, you can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourget. Gerald, take us home. I don't look good in hats. That's all I, <laughs> I like say. this one. Wait, hold on. We did huh. get a super chat last minute from oh, Libertarian Sasquatch. Says, okay. uh, you need the classic Burberry bucket hat. Okay, I'll look into it. You Thank go. you, Libertarian Sasquatch. Okay, bye. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job. My team move like the mob. Turn the beat on. I throw it down like DA on the lot. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.